0: Alright, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski, and we are talking top 15 starting pitchers, rest of season in fantasy baseball here in 2016. Um, It's Thursday night, June 2nd, and joining me, Shane Stein. It's good to be here, Matt. Good to have you here too, Shane and Kyle Stramara. Hey, how's it going? How are you? I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm a little tired, you know. Kids have been uh, keeping me busy, work's been keeping me busy, but thanks for asking, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, happy to be back here talking baseball.
0: Do you care how Shane's doing?
1: No, not
2: really. All right, Shane, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well, Uh, I just got back, uh, coached the Legion game tonight, solid uh, 4-1 opening night win for our squad, so it
0: was a good start to the season. Nice, the uh, fighting athletics of Southern Area.
2: I don't know if we're actually the Athletics or not. I don't think it's ever been discussed. Oh, you're just the A's? You're just the <laughs> I think we're A's. just the A's. Oh, yeah. I, interesting. I, don't, I don't actually think there's Athletics behind that.
0: So you're the Southern areas, then.
2: Yeah, something like that. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't really get it, but... but <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the Pennsylvania Legion baseball season has started this week. Uh, shout out to my boys at Exeter Township. Hope they're uh, having a nice start to the season.
2: We actually play them on Saturday. Do you? So, yeah. I'm busy.
0: uh trying to stay away from it as much as possible um all right find us on twitter red triangle 23 find the podcast on itunes and soundcloud um rate review subscribe all that good stuff uh shane you have the trivia question tonight why don't you uh kick us off here uh well before before we got on air here i had you guys pick out uh your divisions of
2: choice uh which ones you think you know the best I was just doing some some research today, and going by CBS's rankings, I want to know if you guys can name the highest-rated offensive player for each team in that division. Um, so, I'll give you guys, Kyle, you have the NL East, the AL East, and the AL West, I believe, right? Yep. And Kaz, you have both Central's and the NL West, so, um... You want to go ahead? Who wants to go first?
0: Uh, let's start off with the NL West. I'll go first. Uh, can you name? We'll go Giants. Giants, top-rated offensive player. I would have to guess Brandon Belt.
2: All right, you're 0 for 1. The correct answer is Hunter Pence.
0: That was my second guess. Uh, just
2: sent to the DL, but he, he's 79th overall as a player, but uh, highest rated for the Giants offense. Okay. Uh Dodgers.
0: Dodgers, I'm gonna go with Corey Seager.
2: Corey Seeger is correct. He's seventy eighth overall. He's the highest rated Dodger. Uh how about the Padres?
0: Padres, I'll go with it's either Will Myers or Matt Kemp. I'm gonna go Will Myers.
2: It is Will Myers, it's pretty close. Myers is seventy second overall. I believe Kemp is about eightieth. Somewhere around there. But uh that's two or three. How about the Diamondbacks?
0: Uh, this one's tough. I guess the easy answer is Goldie, um, but I'm not sure if it's him. I'm going to say it's Gene Jean, Jean Segura?
2: It is Goldie. Okay. Uh, Goldie just passed him this week. He's 50th now. Okay. Uh, and rounded out with the Rockies. Rockies, Nolan Arenado. Arenado is 14th overall player. Uh, so you got three out of five there. We'll move over to Kyle. Uh, yeah, which right. one? Let's which do one do you want to go first?
1: Um, let's stick with the NL. We'll do the East.
2: All right. How about the Braves? Braves. Man, do they have any offensive players? <laughs> hardly, hardly. This one should be pretty easy, though. I thought this was the easiest of the, pretty much all the teams. Really?
0: They only have one good offensive player. He's not necessarily great, but he's the only good one on the team. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is their top rated. He's 193rd overall. That is oh, the
2: lowest rated offensive player for any team leader. Uh, yeah. Let's go with the Phillies. Um, I'm going to guess Odubel Herrera. He is their top player, Good 90th guess. overall. like that. Herrera's been playing well this year. Uh, the Marlins. I don't know.
1: Um, I feel like Stanton should be the easy answer.
2: Von Christian Jelic. Marcelo Zuna is their best player. 40-second uh, overall player. Having a great season. I should have known that. Uh the Mets. No, this is easy.
1: Jonas. Jonas Cespedes.
2: That is correct. He's oh, wow. 30-second overall.
0: I thought it was Neil Walker.
2: Suspectus is ahead of Walker,
0: so it's not easy, at least for me.
2: And the Nats. Ooh, now this one's gonna be tough. Um,
1: is it? It's either Walker or Harper. Not Walker, sorry, Murphy or Harper.
2: Um go Harper. It is Daniel Murphy, fifteenth overall. No. Shoot.
0: He's got like sixty hits, man.
2: That guy is just raking. Um, yeah. So you guys, both get three out of five on uh, on your divisions. You
0: uh, care to keep going the rest of the way? Yeah, round out the NL Central. Yep.
2: All right, Kaz is going to go NL Central. How about we'll start off with uh, your hometown team, the the, the Redbirds. Um, it's got to be Piscotti. It is Steven Piscotti, forty fourth overall. Uh the Brew Crew.
0: Jonathan VR.
2: It is not. It's close, but Ryan Braun is still ahead of him at thirty eighth.
0: Thought the Steels might push VR ahead. VR
2: was somewhere in the fifties, I believe. Uh, how about the Reds?
0: Adam Duval.
2: It is not. He is close, but it is still Jay Bruce at fifty eight. That's weak. Uh the Buckos.
0: Um, I'm gonna go with Gregory Polanco.
2: It is. He is 18th overall, having a great start to the season. And round it out with the Cubbies. Best team in baseball.
0: Ugh, this is hard. <sighs> so I'm thinking either Rizzo, Bryant, or Zobrist. And I'm going to have to say it is Chris Bryant.
2: It is Chris Bryant. Uh, on a tear lately. Uh, all the way up to 25th overall. Nice. So, get another three. Where are we heading, Kyle. Let's go to AL East. All right. Uh, the Red Sox. Lukey Betts. It is. The Red Sox have a glutton of guys all over the top 50, 60 players, but Betts is number three overall.
0: That's hard to be ahead of Poppy and Bogarts the way those guys are hitting. They
2: have three guys in the top 10, I believe. Jackie yes.
0: Bradley as well.
2: Um, how about the Yankees?
1: Yeah, another team that doesn't have very many good players.
2: Um, yeah, I thought this was one of the toughest ones.
1: Um, Starlene Castro. Uh,
2: it is not as Jacoby Ellsbury is their highest rated player right now. That's weak. 168 on the player. Rating. He's um, a ball. How about the Rays? Yeah, I didn't want
1: you to go there next. Hmm. Uh, Let's go Longoria.
2: He is their best player, 132nd.
1: The Forsyth didn't get hurt, it would have been him.
2: Probably. Uh, The Blue Jays. It is not. It is Josh Donaldson, 36th overall. Still ahead of Batista.
0: And the Orioles. Uh,
2: I feel like this one's tough.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I would have said.
2: It is not. It is Manny Machado, 24th overall.
0: I took the lead there. So
2: Kaz takes the lead by one, going into our last uh, divisions here. Kaz is going to take the AL Central here.
0: We'll go with the Indians. Um, Indians, I'm going to say Carlos Santana.
2: It is not. It is Francisco Lindor, 57th overall. Um, We'll go with the Royals.
0: Royals, Eric Hosmer.
2: Eric Hosmer is their top player, 21st overall. Really (laughs) quietly having a great, great start to the year. Um, let's go to Detroit, the Tigers. Miggy. It is not Miggy. It is Ian Kinsler. That's stupid. 12th overall. Two left here. We'll go to Chi-Town with the White Sox.
0: Todd Frazier.
2: It is Frazier. He is 27th overall. Um, I'd say this is a big one here if you want a chance at the win. Uh, Twinkies, last one.
0: Um, this one's hard to... But I'm going to have to say Miguel Sano.
2: The recent tear has gotten
0: Sano to be their top player. He's 139th
2: overall. So, Kyle, you need four for the tie. And we're heading out west. How well do you know the AL West top players? I'm um, going to start you off with an easy one. I feel like the Mariners. Robinson Cano. He's 11th overall. Um, he's their top player. Um, We'll go with the Astros,
1: Jose Altuve.
2: Uh, A couple of layups so far here. He is fifth overall, second second rated player overall, offensively. Um, Go to the Angels, Mike Trout. Looks like you picked the right division here. (laughs) Mike Trout is the (laughs) top player. He's seventh overall.
0: Three cupcakes.
2: And let's go to the Rangers.
0: All right. It's not Prince Fielder. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's not no right. man um two for the win one for the tie man the Rangers Rangers Adrian Beltré. it Mizarra. is not Mazzara it is Ian Desmond oh yeah 20th you know overall 20th overall He's oh, yeah. um, been really good been really good so Everyone far realize he's been that good yeah um I saved the two tougher ones I thought for last so we'll, we'll have need this one for the tie Oakland Athletics who's been their Ooh. best player I don't
0: even know an athletic player. Um, <laughs> you probably shouldn't be doing this podcast then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Chris Davis. It is Chris Davis with a K. Let's go. Eightieth uh, overall. Um, you get it just in time for the tie. Um, Chris Davis having a nice. We, we talked him up last week. Said he has a chance to hit forty bombs this year. He is the top athletics offensive player this year. You guys, you're expecting me to throw a tiebreaker at you guys? Um, yeah, you I have one. I, I can come up with one real quick. Uh, who has been the top-rated relief pitcher in baseball?
1: Is this like a speed thing?
2: You guys can just make a guess whenever you want. Zach Britton.
0: Um... I'm going to go with, oh, this is hard, um, yeah, I guess it's not Zach Britton,
2: oh, I, got, I, no. I can't tell you,
0: okay, so you guess, um,
2: are you trying to take the field?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I wish this I could, fair. I'll
1: give you the field,
0: <laughs> um, I have no idea. Um, Mark Melanson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is Zach Britton. (laughs) Uh, He is the top rated relief pitcher. So a little fun, uh, fun exercise. I was just looking through some stuff today and thought it was interesting where, where teams lie. The Red Sox were the ones that stood out. Just six or seven guys. I mean, in the top sixty overall players. Just uh, their offense is incredible so far.
0: All right, um, let's get into top 15 starting pitchers. We each made a list. Um, it's easy. We'll just skip number one, Clayton Kershaw, um, rest of the season. We all expect him to continue his dominance. Shane has anointed him as the best pitcher in the history of the game. So, um.
2: Yeah, so before we skip over it, I kind of wanted to touch on it. I mean, I figured if we're doing top 15 pitchers, um, it's hard not to talk about the guy. I've had the discussion with, uh, I guess you. I talked about it with my brother a little bit the other day. I think I'm willing, finally willing to say he's the best I've ever seen. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, just watching him throw a few times this year, um, this guy's incredible. It's just, it's so much fun just to watch him. Um, just baffling, baffling people. Um, what, what do you, what's your guys' take? Who else you guys got on that, on that list? I mean, obviously it's tough to rank different errors, but. I mean, the the names we were talking about as far as recently were... I mean, him, Maddox, and Randy Johnson were the names that that we talked about most.
0: Um, For me, the guy that I always come back to just because... Probably because he was just a ton of fun to watch is Pedro. Uh, Pedro Martinez was just in his prime. I don't think there was anybody as good as him. But um, best of all time, Kershaw is definitely making a push. And I like the other two names you said, Maddox. Maddox... As far as pure pitching, um, it's kind of hard to argue against that.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously Kershaw is just ridiculously dominant. Um, I'd say, yeah, I mean, the name that popped in my head right away when you when you said that was actually Pedro as well. Um, and just getting the chance to see him throw in his prime was something special. Um, but... If you look at overall career, I guess it's hard to go away from Kershaw when you look at the
0: two. Yeah, Roger Clemens too. Can't can't not mention him here as well. I think.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, but it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, what Kershaw's doing this season uh, could be definitely on pace for probably the best season that we've ever seen, um, and it's hard to hard to bet against the guy. <laughs> hard to bet against the guy finishing it off that way.
0: I know we all love offensive players, but last thing on Kershaw. If we were drafting in a redraft league, does he now make a case to go number one? Or are you guys still leaning towards that Harper-Trout combo at the top? Man,
2: we, we all had, I think we all had Harper-Trout-Goldschmidt ahead of him mm-hmm. in our in our early season. If We said if we were drafting. But I think he's
0: past Goldschmidt, but...
2: It's hard not to take him right now. I mean, if you have him on your team... <laughs> In a two-star week, if you have him on your team, you pretty much win all the pitching categories. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So I, I think he mo- definitely moves ahead of Goldschmidt here. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to move him up ahead of Trout or Harper yet.
1: Um, I think I'd keep him where we have him. I just like hitting that much. Um, and I, I expect Goldschmidt to, to be fine there. so
0: All right, so after Kershaw, um, Stein and I both had Arietta at two. And Sale at three, Kyle you had him flipped. Sale at two, Arietta at three. Don't think there's too much of an argument there. Um, just kind of your preference. Think Arietta may get the um, bump ahead of Sale just because Sale's been more pitch to contact this year, and also Arietta pitches in the National League. A lot of win potential there on that team.
2: Yeah, the difference for me. I thought there was, was a toss up, but Arietta thrown in the National League, being on a better team, was was the difference for me. Um, Hard to go against getting to face the pitcher every time through and just playing on what's the best team in the league right now.
1: I guess I'll, uh, I'll throw my argument out there since uh, I was the only one to be different. Uh, I just, I honestly just think Sale's the better pitcher. A um, uh, little bit worried about Arrieta, you know, innings. Um, obviously not too worried. I ranked him third, but uh, Chris Sale was my AL Cy Young pick, so... I'm not going to move away
0: from that. He's pitching great. Yeah, like I said, I think it's just a preference thing between those two. More of a coin flip between two and three, in my opinion. Um, Now towards where it starts to get interesting in our lists here. Um, four, I had David Price. Kyle, you had Noah Syndergaard. And, Steiny, you had Steven Strasburg.
2: Yeah, I think... Uh... The rest of this list is going to be interesting to see where we all have guys. Um, I went with Strass just because I'm a big believer in in what he's doing, and I think he's figuring out how to pitch every time out there. Um, When he first came up, it was more, I'm going to try to strike out everyone. Um, I'm just going to throw the ball as hard as I can, throw my slider as hard as I can, and I'm going to try to miss bats. And I think he's just developing into a really good pitcher. Finally figured out he's healthy. Um, Obviously, the stuff is still great. I just like Strasburg. I think the Nats are going to be good the rest of the way, so that's kind of why I bumped him up there.
1: Yeah, so I had Cindergard. um, I don't know. He's just unbelievable to watch. He just throws so hard. um, And, you know, pitches in the National League division that isn't all that great. um, You know, you get the chance to face some some bad lineups, so...
0: I went with Price just because of the fact that I'm expecting the ERA to kind of regress back to what we know David Price to be. He's getting a ton of wins and strikeouts, even with not pitching so great. So, rest of the season, I still like David Price. Um, Just have a lot of faith in that Boston team right now. And I expect him, as the season gets more competitive, he's one of those guys that just seems to ramp it up down the stretch. So, I like Price, but fifth I had Strasburg um so I'm right there with you Shane you guys both had Bumgarner fifth um so it's kind of interesting I had Price four Strasburg five Bumgarner six Kyle you had Cindergard Bumgarner Scherzer Stein you had Strasburg Bumgarner Cindergard And then, actually, I had Scherzer 7 and Strasburg 7, so we're all kind of on the same page there as far as those guys go. So, um, talked about Strasburg already. Let's talk about Bumgarner. He's really turned it on here as of late. You know, another nice outing today, 11 strikeouts. Yeah, he gets a nice uh,
2: little layup, I guess, with the against the Braves today. But, um... It's hard to not expect a big close to the season from Bumgarner. It uh, looks like the Giants are going to be in contention, and he seems to turn it up when they're in contention. He's already good when they're not. Um, when they are in contention, he seems to be even better. So I have him rated fifth because of that, because I think they're going to be in contention all year, and he's always a big part of that. Um, hard not to think back what he did in the postseason, just the, the pedigree. It's all there for him.
1: Um, actually... Nothing to do with this pitching. I saw the coolest tweet today. Um, in their last 190 played appearances with 11 home runs, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> Insane. Um, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Not you why I had him ranked that don't high, get any po- um, You don't get, get any points like for that. We, we couldn't not talk about that. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, obviously, I mean, his, his stuff's unreal. Uh you know, we, we obviously talk about like in the NL pitchers. Um, and when you're a dominant lefty, you know, I just I put you above righties is what it comes down to.
0: I guess the one concern I have about Bumgarner is and it's not it's not really a concern, obviously I have him sixth, but we've seen that the Giants aren't afraid to just let their pitchers run deep into games. Um, we've seen Samarja and Queda both log big uh, big outings this year. And we've seen now in history, guys like Matt Cain and Tim Linscombe on this Giants team been dominant for a solid stretch of years, and then it just goes away really quickly. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but um, I think maybe the ceiling, the window on Bumgarner is going to shut here rather abruptly in the next couple of years. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree on that. I see where you're going
2: with that, but I, I just don't see it happening with Bumgarner nearly as fast. Um He's just built for the long haul. A little bit better than a guy like Tim Linscomb. Um, This guy's just—I'm <laughs> trying to think of the right word to describe him, but he, I mean, I a think he's—he's <laughs> he's a horse. I mean, Kyle, you called Arietta a tank last week. I think it was. Um, he—he's uh-huh. a tank. He's—he's he's that. Um, this guy, I, I just feel mm-hmm. like he's the kind of guy that he's not gonna break. <laughs> um, just give him the ball, and he—he's gonna go over, go out, and do whatever it takes. So, seems like he's just one of the most competitive people in the league too.
1: Yeah, who
0: wins in a fight? Bumgarner or Arietta <laughs> Bumgarner. I think i take Bumgarner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: all
0: right, fair enough. I thought it would have been closer than that. Arietta's kind of crazy. <laughs> um. Alright, so I had Scherzer seven. Kyle, you had him six. Stein, you're a little lower. I think the three of us are the lowest probably in the industry on Scherzer. Most people still have him in their top four. Um, why are we lower on Scherzer than everybody else?
2: Yeah, I have Scherzer all the way down at 11. Um, obviously, the strikeouts are awesome with Scherzer. I'm, I'm just concerned that maybe we talked about it a couple weeks ago, uh, the, the Justin Verlander effect. Maybe it was too many innings that he's thrown in the past couple years. Um, just logged a lot of innings, and I'm concerned that maybe he's starting to get a little tired, a little broken down. Uh, seems like the walks are up a little bit this year. And that's always a concern for me. So I bumped Scherzer down a little bit. The strikeouts are still really nice, but um gives up a little too many too many base runners this year so far for me. Um
1: I don't know so much that it's on low on him, but I'm more excited about the guys ranked ahead of him. Uh, if that makes any sense. I just I don't have negative things to say about Scherzer. Uh, I just think the other guys are gonna be better.
0: Yeah, I mean Scherzer obviously has that crazy potential night in night out you know 20 strikeout effort earlier this year he's always capable of putting up a big game like that but you know last week gives up five runs to the Cardinals in an outing and just seems like as much as the big game potential he has he has some blow up blow up potential too just fly ball pitcher some some matchups aren't made for him um, but he does seem to dominate the ones that are right in his wheelhouse yeah, you got
2: to like the fact that he's probably going to see the Braves a couple
0: times the rest of the year. Um,
2: pro- I'm looking forward to some big outings when he plays them. This is I am for most dominant pitchers, but you got to like the NL East top pitchers getting to see them probably two or three more times this year.
0: Next guy to talk about is Carlos Carrasco. Kyle, you had him eight. Shane, you had him seven. I didn't have him in my top 15. Um, go ahead, guys. Take the floor.
2: I think uh, Carrasco's a stud. Uh, just really likely does. I think the Indians are, are a pretty good baseball team. I expect them to be in the race, and I expect Carrasco to be a big part of it. Um, doesn't get hit around a lot. Strikes out a lot of guys. And like him pitching for a contender. So pretty high on Carrasco the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, I, uh, at the beginning of the year, I, I wasn't too far away from picking him as my AL Cy Young. Um I did go with Sale like we mentioned before, but I just Carrasco has incredible stuff. Um and you know, the injury derailed him a little bit, but I think he's gonna bounce back the second half and, and be incredible.
0: The injury is what kept him off my uh my top fifteen. Just a little worried about leg injuries with pitchers. I don't know. Um You know, we saw Gary Richards come back. More a more devastating leg injury than what Carrasco went through last year and uh Richard just wasn't as good so I worry about them you know driving with their legs and all the stuff pitchers have to do with their lower half and I just want to see him come back and see how he throws before I bump him up there's three guys on my list here that I would definitely bump Carrasco up over if I uh, see some good things from him once he comes back which was that tonight
2: tonight was uh his first start back uh Tough, tough sledging to get, uh, start against the Royals.
0: Yeah, let me pull up his line here real quick. Um, so Carrasco went five innings, nine hits, three earned, one walk, two strikeouts. Like you said, tough matchup. The Royals have been playing really well, um, <clears throat> but I'm, I do expect big things from Carrasco. Just want to see it a couple more times before I bump him back up.
1: I'll just say the good news is we are doing rest of season, and that game's
0: already over, so we're not going to count that one. Yeah. All right, I had Jose Fernandez eighth. I am the highest on Jose out of the group, which is funny because I was probably the lowest coming into the season. Um, He's just been downright filthy, and when you're talking from a fantasy aspect, the numbers that he's able to give you in strikeouts – I think it's almost unmatched other than Kershaw, so that's why I have Jose eighth.
2: Yeah, it's it's been exciting. Um, obviously, I was the highest one on Jose coming into the year. Um, I expected him to be my ace, and that's what I've gotten so far. Um, it's a matter of whether or not he can sustain it throughout the the rest of the year. I think that's why I have him so low. <clears throat> I, I, I'm not that nine overall is low, but. It's the reason I, I feel like he's a top five guy when whenever he's healthy. And if he can sustain it, he, I have no problem putting him up in that region. It's just I feel like the other guys have proven it a little bit more than he has so far. Um, so hopefully he can he can put it together the rest of the year. I, I expect him to be pretty good, though.
1: Yeah, I guess my, um, my reasoning just comes from the fact that I think uh, Miami's going to find themselves out of the playoff hunt. And... We'll shut down Fernandez just for the sake of not needing him.
0: That's a good point. You know, if we're talking rest of the season. The guys that you do have ahead of him are probably safe for Betts to be in the run the rest of the year in the playoff run with their ball club. So I had Jose 8, Stein, you had a 9, Kyle, you had a 12. Um, next guy consensus is Cueto, Johnny Cueto. I have him 9, Kyle, you also have him 9. And Shane, you have him 12. Um, Johnny Cueto has been outstanding this year. The move to San Francisco ballpark and the defense that the Giants play, I think, has really helped him out. Um, a lot of people were concerned about some arm injury potential with him, and I think he's kind of let everybody know that he's he's just fine.
2: Yeah, obviously, Quater was off to a just a great start, not giving up a lot of base runners, really low whip. Um, I'm probably the lowest Cueto guy out of the podcast here. But it's hard not to like what, what you're seeing out there in San Francisco. I think the ballpark move was was huge for him. Uh, I never really liked him that much where, when he was in Cincinnati. Um, but obviously playing in that team, playing on a, on a winning team, has uh, boosted maybe his morale, maybe just the way he approaches everything. And got to love the fact that they're letting him go out there for 115 pitches just about every time out. Um, They're saying, we paid money for you, we we want you you to be our guy, and they're letting him do it, so the the innings, getting eight, seven, eight, nine innings out of him every time out is is a big plus.
1: Yeah, I think uh, outside of the ballpark, the other thing I'd be excited about is just the fact that he's back in the NL. You know, it looked like he struggled a little bit with the AL, and there were some injury concerns, but, you know, that ballpark's a great spot for pitchers, and, uh, he'll continue to be successful. So,
0: 81 innings so far this year for Cueto. Um, definitely will probably be up around the 220 mark by the end of the year. Hey, Kaz,
1: I traded him to you.
0: You did. It's the one trade right. I guess I have over you. Um, all right, at 10, I had guard We already talked about him. Um, probably a little low on him, but I'm just worried about how he's going to hold up over the course of this full season because we've seen his teammates, Harvey and DeGrom, sh- struggle a little bit with the workload that they put in last year and then following that up this year. So I think as the season goes on, the innings are going to get a little taxing on Syndergaard, and that's my reasoning for having 10. Um, you guys both had you, Darvish, at 10. Uh, Darvish did not make my top 15. So, I, I'll, again, I'll give you guys the floor. Yeah, obviously we're a little more
2: bullish on Darvish. Um <clears throat> this guy is just really, really good when he's healthy. And from what I saw at his first start back, he he looked pretty good. Um, the strikeouts are there. He he's just really, really good when he's healthy. So it's hard for me to the guy. I look at the guys behind him, and I just I, the potential I think is just uh, greater for Darvish than the guys I have listed 11 through 15.
1: Yeah, uh, I love you, Darvish. He's. Uh... Obviously a great pitcher. Um, another I think he's a guy that if he had been healthy coming into the year that could be in Cy Young talks. Uh, his stuff is that good. And I just I'm excited to see him come
0: back and pitch. Yeah, he's been he's been good. I, I always worry about the first season coming back from Tommy John. Um we've seen some guys, Jose Fernandez, um, Adam Wainwright matt harvey their first season back from that tommy john surgery it takes them almost another six months to get a feel for pitching again and maybe darvish doesn't need that feel because his stuff's just so nasty but um i'd be i'll be more high on darvish starting next season than i am to finish this season so that's why i left him out of my top 15 um everybody in our top 10s we've all talked about 11 through 15, Stein, you had Scherzer 11, Kyle, you had Price 11, we already talked about those. My number 11 pitcher, probably going to get some chuckles here, is Matt Harvey. I think he's going to be just fine, and he threw really well yesterday against the White Sox. I am not concerned, or two days ago against the White Sox, I'm not concerned about him bouncing back, and Kyle, you and I had a little bit of discussion about that the other day when he was throwing against the White Sox. Um, I guess you guys can try and put me to shame here on that, that ranking. No. Uh, it's an interesting
2: pick. Uh, I didn't have him in my top 15. Um,
0: Neither of you did.
2: Still a little concerned. I <clears throat> uh, watched him throw the other day. He looked great. Um, fastball velocity was a little bit back. Uh, that's kind of what's been plaguing him. His is fastball velocity has been down a couple ticks and causing him to get hit around a little bit more. So, if he can be that guy that pumps it back up to 97, 98, um, obviously you're going to be excited. But until I see that, I'm still going to wait and see on him. So, yeah, the guys uh, I, th- I just think the guys I listed have them. Uh, I like to be a little more consistent. I- I'd like to see the Harvey string it together for a couple more outings before I'm willing to put him in there.
1: Yeah, I think I think Shane just put that really well. I guess the only thing I'll say is you know I. Reiterating, um, I really just need to see him do it a couple more times before I'm hopping back on that uh, train there because, you know, we've seen great arms burn out quick in the past. Um, I know I had said Mark Pryor on air last time. Um, I mean, it definitely could be one of those scenarios. So uh, just want to be careful throwing him in top 15.
0: Yeah, and that's that's definitely a fair assessment. You know, I said that I needed to see some guys throw more before I bump them up. Um, but I said before the year I thought Harvey was the best pitcher on the Mets, despite, you know, the excitement around Syndergaard, DeGrom, and even Matts. Um, and, I guess I have Syndergaard one spot ahead of Harvey, but I want to kind of stick to that because... I don't think two months should necessarily change too much how we feel about a player. Um, Kyle, you had Jose Fernandez, 12. Stein, you had Johnny Cueto, 12. Another guy that I had at 12 that was not on either of your lists and was really the reason I wanted to do this whole thing tonight. And I think we're going to get some good discussion here. I have Corey Kluber, 12. Um... I've had some conversations with people about Corey Kluber, and he seems to get a pass from most of the fantasy industry, despite the you know one out of three starts being very pedestrian. Um, the one thing that Kluber does very well, though, is he does not walk batters. Uh, the one thing that has kind of plagued him this year is his ability to pitch from the stretch and leave runners on base. And I think that's sometimes why we see the 4, 5, 6 earned run outings from him. But I think he's similar to Scherzer in the sense that, yeah, you're going to get a blow-up game every now and then. But every time he takes the ball, he has a chance to completely go out and dominate the other team. So that's why I have Kluber twelve
2: yeah we we touched on this we talked about it a little bit the other day uh and what i said to you is i feel like he gets judged more on on those dominant performances than he does on his blow-ups and i'm not really sure why um it seems like it's just about every other one it it, I, i don't really know what to make of the guy obviously strikes a ton of guys out um pitches deep into the game a lot which is nice he's just too inconsistent for me um I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously the walk rate's low, but giving up a ton of hits. I feel like, and I don't know. It's tough for me to put him into the fantasy ace conversation. I don't obviously I don't have him in my top fifteen rest of the way. It's uh, tough for me to be an ace when you're that inconsistent and you have that potential to to blow up like once a month, maybe twice a month. Um, I'm not looking for a guy that's going to go give me seven innings and six earned uh, every third start. So I don't know. That's just I'm just not a not a big Kluber believer.
1: Um, Kluber hasn't really ever been a guy that I have cared too much for uh, however I will say I did consider him when I was putting down the 15th guy um, went with someone different clearly as you mentioned he's not on my list but uh,
0: you know, I think you guys hit it with inconsistency <clears throat> and, um, and don't have a lot more to add to that discussion if we run this list out to 20 he's in your top 20 correct yeah Both absolutely I have him 16, then. Okay. Yeah, I I just... I've talked with a lot of the guys in my other 16-team league about Corey Kluber, and there's some really smart people that are really defensive about what he does. So, um, I know we talked about inconsistency, but the consistency of him not allowing a ton of base runners, I think, is one thing that you can count on, which is kind of the goal of pitching to keep people off base. So...
2: Yeah, obviously, I mean, <clears throat> the guy doesn't give up a ton of base runners. Um, he's obviously still very good. I I just need to see – I'd rather get seven innings to earn consistently than I would the once a month. I'm going to have to worry about you going, giving up six, seven earned runs. That um, You just don't get that from the other top guys. So it's tough for me to put him – lump him up there with guys like, I guess we're talking about like Sale, Strasburg, Bumgarner, in that region. It's, it's tough to put him up there for me.
0: Yeah, he's inside almost everybody's top 10, and I, I definitely think that that's out of line. Um, the guy I want to talk about real quick before we get into the rankings, I think there's some similarities between Kluber, is Garrett Cole. None of us had Cole in our top 15. May consider that an oversight because he's really good too. Um, but the, the thing that Cole has that Kluber, they're kind of opposites in the sense that you don't see Cole ever go out and give up a ton of runs. Um, But there's a lot of times where he goes five innings, um, even less than, I just want to say less than six innings, I guess, in an outing, and a lot of walks. Um, Cole's whip, I think, has been much higher than most people would have hoped from him this year, and all three of us are worried enough about him that we left him out of our top 15. So what say you guys about Garrett Cole?
2: Yeah, walks are up and strikeouts are down. Um, so that's that's kind of where I stood with Cole
0: that's a bad trend <laughs> uh, yeah I
2: mean he, seriously. <laughs> um, obviously not the same pitcher to this point this year um, hard for me to jump on a guy that where he's walking more guys and, and not missing as many bats so <laughs> can't really put you in the top 15 if uh, that's going to be the trend going forward
1: yeah you took the words out of my mouth I mean that is not where you want to see your pitchers gone
0: yeah the rest of the season I'd like to see him turned around and I think he probably will and for him, he was probably 17 for me on this list. Um, I had mats at 16, so uh, I think Cole will be just fine. I hope so because we have him in a bunch of leagues. Yeah, um, we,
2: uh, we invested pretty heavily yeah. in, in Garrett Cole and Chris Archer this year, and both of them have kind of been been a letdown. It's kind we're, of been our demise.
0: But we're still winning. We're, we're still we're doing okay. St- <laughs> we're still
2: winning. A little smoke <laughs> and mirrors action going on in our teams. But, uh, yeah, if those guys can get it going, it would be a big help.
0: All right, um, we're at 13 now. Kyle, you and I were on the same page here. John Lester, uh, another great outing for him last night against the Dodgers. He's just another one of those guys that when the pressure gets a little uh, thicker and when things get a little tighter for him, he just pitches better. And, again, we have that Cubs factor. He's going to win a ton of games on that team. Uh, John Lester's been great so far in 2016. Yeah, hard to go. I have
2: Lester 15, so... Yeah, we all I'm, had Lester on our list. I'm right there with you guys. Um, Just playing on a great team, and I feel like he's a very underrated pitcher. Um, He's just really, really tough, really good, um, and playing on the Cubbies, I mean, not out, not out of the question that he, that he can win 20 ballgames this year, so that's what, what, what led me to put him on the list here. So, yeah,
1: I would say he's the one guy on this list that I wouldn't be surprised if he's a good deal higher than this. Um, you know, have him at twelve. Uh, but I mean, he's just been throwing really well, and like you said, Cos, when when the season comes down to when you got to win ball games and pitch well, he does a great job. So, um, I really expect a great second half for him.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good point that you said. He's the guy that we could definitely see jumping up this list higher. Um, he has probably the highest floor of a lot of pitchers, um, but maybe a lower ceiling. And I could definitely see him on my list alone jumping guys like Harvey and Kluber the um, rest of the season. But the the ceiling with Harvey and Kluber, much higher, and that's why I have them each a spot ahead of him. 13 for you, Shane, was Danny Salazar. I had him at 15. Kyle did not make your list. Salazar, another guy have been outstanding this year. Um, he's just unhittable. But again, we come back to the free bases with him, and that's the one concern that you guys could have with Salazar. Um, when you walk guys, you you give your you make yourself um, exposed to the big inning, and you know it, it does help the fact that I think batter batters are hitting. I think he's got the best batting average against those starting pitchers in the league. Um,
2: I was just gonna say to touch on it. I mean, I'm I have Salazar thirteen stuff wise this guy might be a top five guy yeah um it's hard to hard to go against that he's definitely in the top ten as far as stuff um but yeah I mean if he can just figure out how to pitch a little bit better as the season goes on I, I the, the ceiling on this guy is, is insane I, I could see him finding his way into the top seven eight top six seven somewhere in that region uh, if he figures out how to pitch a little bit and uh cuts down on the walks so but with same thing, um, if he doesn't figure it out, I can see him dropping out easily. Um, maybe down in the 20-25 region. So it's all, all about whether or not he figures out how to pitch a little bit better than just uh, going out there trying to throw it by everyone.
1: Yeah, he's another one of those guys that was considered when I was running out my top 15. Um, I would say for my list, he's a no-doubt top 20 guy. Uh, just happened to like a couple guys more. Um, you know, great strikeout, great... Um, you know, But you're right, he gets a little wild at times And I think that might have been the underlying factor That kept him off the list
0: Well a guy that I think Salazar can be compared to Is the guy that you have at 14 And that's Carlos Martinez We mm-hmm. both, Shane and I both did not have Carlos Martinez in our top 15 um, I'm willing to say he wouldn't have been in my top 20 And he's really good when he's on um, I just have concerns about him holding up the whole season and pitching like an ace. Uh, that's why I left him off my list.
2: Yeah, you're certainly going to get some uh, some electric starts from Martinez, but <clears throat> I, I, I just can't. I couldn't find room for him in my top 15, not the way that he's throwing the ball so far this year. Until I, I see him turn it around, um, he, he's probably not in my top 20 either. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um... I think when you mentioned uh, what you said about Harvey earlier, you know, you don't want to judge a guy based off of a couple months or whatever. Um, You know, Martinez is that guy for me. I think coming into this year, I was really high on him. Uh, He's had starts that have been super impressive, starts that have not been impressive. Um, I just I expect him to do well. I think, obviously, You guys will know in our 16-team league, he's probably my best pitcher. So part of it, I'm sure, is even just the homer effect. So I think he's going to do well.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. You did say – I did say that on Harvey. You don't want to change the way you stand on people after just two months. And I just just want to preface that with Martinez wouldn't have been in my top 20 to start the season either. So it's not that I've changed how I feel about him. You just have some higher expectations, and that's fine. That's why—that's what makes this game fun. Um, We all believe in guys a little differently, and we take our shots when we want to with those guys, and it either works or doesn't. So Martinez is a guy that you're hitching your wagon to, and uh, he's paid off so far, um, but I think you're probably left slightly disappointed so far. So uh, hopefully for your sake he can get to what you you hoped he was when you paid for him this offseason. Uh, Stein, you and I at 14, we went with similar pitchers. Um, I went with Cole Hamels, you went with Jose Quintana. Uh, Hamels, I've talked about in the podcast before, old reliable for me. You know what you're going to get with Hamels every time out. You're just going to get solid, solid outings. And the Texas team is, I think, one of the more underrated ball clubs in the league. They're, they're a good team. They, they need some more pitching help behind Hamels, but with him being the ace of that ball club, I guess number two behind Darvish when he's healthy, um, I don't think you can go wrong with Hamels, and I just love the consistency that you get from him on the mound.
2: Yeah, Hamels might have been an oversight on my part here. I, I wouldn't have a problem <clears> throwing him on this list, but I went with Quintana, I think I think I might have based it on I watched him pitch Monday, and he was he was lights out. He was really, really good. Um, I, lo- I loved everything I was watching. His command was good. The stuff looked great. Um doesn't look like he's going to stop being really good anytime soon. So uh, that's why I went with Quintana at 14.
0: I like Quintana too. Um, Probably wouldn't have been in my top 20 just because he's been so good this year. And he has not shown us the last couple years that he has the ability to be this good. So I am expecting a little bit of regression for him. But um, no problems with you having Quintana that high.
1: Yeah, um, obviously Quintana's been great up to this point, so... Um, could see why you have him on your list here. I think, did I have Fernandez at this spot? You
0: had Fernandez 12, you had Martinez at this spot. Oh, sorry, that's
1: right. Um, so yeah, not too much to add
0: there. Last guy to talk about, Kyle, your 15th pitcher, Jacob DeGrom, uh, didn't make either of our top 15s. He would have been in that 16-20 to 20 range for me. I'd probably say the same for Shane. Um, he had a nice outing yesterday against the White Sox. Um, why do you have to Grom in your fifteen?
1: Um, honestly, I think that might have been the reason. Um, got a chance to sit down and watch him throw uh, for the first time this year, and just realize how good he really is. Um, so, you know, I hate to be—I try to tell people not to get too excited about one start or too disappointed after one start, but. <clears throat> Just watching him throw in
0: that game, um, he looks
2: elite. Yeah. Is, is it too early to say that DeGrom is going to be the next Tim <laughs> uh, Yeah, <I laughs> It
0: mean, just I seems could like, see like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I could see it. He, he's already throwing 92, 93 miles an hour this year, as opposed to the 96, 97. He was pumping out in the playoffs. Um, I think there could be there could be an arm injury coming here soon guys with his frame don't throw this hard and last very long in this league and i don't know how big he is to be honest he looks small um i'll, I'll pull it up here while you're talking about him starting
2: yeah i mean this the comparison is just seems too easy um I obviously don't want to make a comparison that someone's going to die out and get hurt but um just obviously looks like there's similar builds uh, small frames and he's six
0: four one eighty
2: so I mean, obviously he's a lot taller than I <laughs> thought he was. I actually thought he was about six one, six two, but I mean, the one eighty is definitely a concern for me. Yeah. Um, you got to put a little bit of uh...
0: six four with the hair. He's with with the hair <laughs> that, that helps him maybe.
2: Yeah, so I mean, obviously he's a little taller than I thought, but man, um, just someone that's that's not built uh, as big as as some of these other guys that are on our list. It's tough to maintain for a long period of time. Um, I'd have to expect in the next couple of years DeGrom maybe maybe starts to break down a little bit.
0: Um, all right, uh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I think the good news is that uh, DeGrom is actually one of our listeners, and so uh, I'd imagine he's going to put on a few pounds here in the next couple of months because
0: of it. <laughs> that, that would be pretty cool if Jacob DeGrom was listening, but I'm not going to take that at face value. Um, all right, I'm going to recap the list real quick, and then I just want to talk about some guys that missed our list. So mine was Kershaw, Arrieta, Sale, Price, Strasburg, Bumgarner, Scherzer, Jose Fernandez, Cueto, Syndergaard, Harvey, Kluber, Lester, Hamels, Salazar, Kyle. You went Kershaw, Sale, Arrieta, Cindergaard, Bumgarner, Scherzer, Strasburg, Carrasco, Cueto, Darvish, Price, Fernandez, Lester, Carmart, and Degrom, and Stein. Kershaw, Arrieta, Sale. Strasburg, Bumgarner, Cindergard, Carrasco, Price, Fernandez, Darvish, Scherzer, Cueto, Salazar, Quintana, and Lester. Um, Alright, I'm just going to go through a couple names here that seem to be consensus top 15 pitchers that we didn't have on our list. We already talked about Cole, and I'll give uh, one player to each of you. So, Stein, Zach Greinke, how close was he to being here for you? Um... I think I'd have Granky somewhere around the 20 range. Um,
2: he's just a guy that seems disinterested to me. Um, I know he had a great start today. Uh, looked like he carved up the Astros. I'm not really sure how it ended, but uh, I missed that. He, he was off to a great start. Um, he just seems like a guy that's disinterested. He's not playing on a winning ball club. Um, that's just the kind of, kind of the feel I get from the guy. Obviously a, a great talent, elite talent um when he's put in a right situation he can really succeed um i just feel like with the Diamondbacks being out of the race probably down the stretch it's just gonna lead to him not putting up his best
0: efforts kyle how close was felix hernandez to making your list
1: um i'd say he's right in that top 25 maybe right outside the top 25 um you know this injury concerns me a little bit um I hate seeing the starting pitching hit the D L and uh I guess don't know how long it's gonna linger. You know, they they have it as just missing a couple starts, but um you know, it's always a concern.
2: I think I'm out on Felix. Yeah. I'm out, man. Um I know we weren't very high on him to begin the year. Um I just don't think he's as good anymore. Um certainly logging all those innings early in his career is kinda catching up to him now.
0: Yeah, you're going to be able to get him at a huge discount next year. It almost reminds me of the dip that Verlander had in the last couple of years, and now we're seeing maybe a little bit of a renaissance from him. Um, Shane, Aaron Nola, you consider Nola at all? Guy's been
2: incredible so far this year. Um, when we initially talked about this, I thought we were doing our top pitchers so far this year, and Nola certainly <laughs> made my list. I think I had him 12. Um, this guy's been great. Um, a lot of promise for that young Phillies pitching staff, and Nola's probably topping the list right now.
0: And last guy, Kyle. Um, I said I would have had Steven Matz, 16, on my list. Where are you on Matz? Um, was he a consideration for you? Um,
1: he was, but again, um, just being such a young arm, uh, when I talked about Fernandez, I guess I talked about them being out of it, but um, no, I don't I don't know if they're going to cap him or not. So I guess the concern is if he's going to be thrown uh, innings at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think for Mats, um, if I had to guess for you, he probably wasn't in consideration for your top 15, but you definitely would have considered him in that 16 to 20 range. Yeah. Um, all right, so that wraps up our starting pitching. I'm glad we got to talk about starting pitching tonight because it's one thing we didn't cover in our preseason ranks that we did um in our preseason shows when they came out no prospect comps tonight but trey turner got the call up today um ryan zimmerman going on the paternity list we talked about turner earlier um how excited are you guys to see trey turner and does he stick now that he's come up oh well you
2: know i'm excited um been talking to you about it for a couple weeks now i can't wait till we, we have him stashed him on our one league um And I feel like he has to stick. Like, the shortstop position for the Nationals has just been dreadful. Yeah, Uh, Danny Espinosa has just been a train wreck. Uh, I guess they're throwing Steven Drew out there as well. It's just not a good situation for them. And for a contending team, they need someone that can produce from that position. And uh, I think Turner's that guy. So he gets his opportunity here. Um, Hopefully he does well in the first couple weeks and they keep him up there. I I think he's going to.
1: Yeah, I would say... uh... I'd be a lot more excited if I had some stock in him, which I did. Um, Definitely going to think that he's going to be doing really well. Um, And I think, you know, he is going to be up there to stick. I think that uh, with the names you listed, that there's not a lot of um, chances for him to to lose a ton of playing time. I think his leash will be long. We'll let him go for a little bit, give him at-bats. And so national fans should be excited.
0: Yeah, I hope he sticks. Like Shane said, we do have him in one of our teams, and um, we desperately need some steals on that team. So really hoping that Turner can come up and give us that from our middle infield spot. All right, guys, thanks for joining me tonight and talking pitchers. Um, We'll be back next week, and maybe next week we'll talk um, top 20 hitters or so for the rest of the season. So, uh, again, find the podcast, Red Triangle Sports, on iTunes or SoundCloud. And find us on Twitter at Triangle 23 For Kyle and Shane, I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your week and weekend.